0: listening to the Washington Weekly Review. I'm the Southeast Iowa Union's Kaylin McCain. It's the week of February 4th, 2023. Our local stories this week feature Ward 2 candidates, animal shelter funding, and a retirement home. But first, the big picture. Around the country, amateur radio operators hopped on the airwaves last Saturday afternoon for a 24-hour field day contest. To win, participants needed to establish contact with as many other operators as possible before 1 p.m. the next day. The contest doubles as important hands-on training. Washington-area amateur radio club president Mark Lukens said the group's hobby doubled as a form of emergency response infrastructure, which officials could use if phones and internet went out.
1: We might be called for a communication emergency somewhere, and we would need to set up, and we would need to have the skills necessary to get the inf- to get the equipment set up and working properly to be able to do that in a communication emergency. So this is we're doing the same thing, but just under non-emergency. Situation.
0: Club vice president John Bush said it was sometimes difficult to make contact, but always worth it.
1: We're you know we're struggling right here right to try to connect someone, but then when you actually make a contact, it's just like success. You know there's a there's kind of a, a reward there.
0: Ryan Jones made contact with the Washington group around 11:30 p.m. Saturday. For his group based in East Texas, he said amateur radio was about the community.
1: and building your antennas in the field and uh, staying up for uh, 25 hours
0: and your station is over that's the big picture stay tuned for the local news after the break this week's show is brought to you by cafe dodici stop by and enjoy a stylish dining room decorated with art from around the world or have a meal on the european style patio Dodici's serves lunch and dinner Wednesday through Saturday, or you can come in for Sunday brunch. Dodici's offers new specials every week. The Value Meal features a three-part lunch special for just $12.12, and The Blue Plate is a three-course dinner special for just $21.12. You can double up your savings on Thursday nights with half-off bottles of wine. Treat your senses to a gourmet meal, complete with craft cocktails, fine wines, and richly decorated ambiance, all with a view of Washington's beautiful downtown. You don't need a plane ticket to savor Italian food and award-winning cuisine. The Washington Chamber of Commerce held a forum for candidates in the Ward 2 special election, which will be decided February 14th. Candidate Ivan Rangel owns a construction business in Washington. He said he was running to improve the community for his children and the Latino population in the area. The other uh, reason I decided to run I already said I have three kids, you know, and uh, I want to keep Washington a place where they want to keep living in. I know a large say percentage of the uh, Latino and Hispanic community in town. What I what I've seen is that a lot of time, a lot of the time, since English is not their first language, they're kind of shy and they they really don't know um, how to how to how to be heard
1: or um, or they just don't come forward. I could help bridge that gap.
0: Candidate Janine Wolf is a former Washington County Environmental Health Director. She said her qualifications made her the best pick for the office.
1: And so I believe I have a good understanding of government. I have a good understanding of law, the state and local codes, ordinances. I have a good understanding of the budget and what it takes to develop one and implement one. Uh, And I believe that my knowledge and my experience will be an asset to Ward
0: 2. Candidate Richard Conrad is a part-time comedy hypnotist, but he's held plenty of other positions over the years, including on ambulances and fire trucks in Washington. He said economic development should be Washington's number one priority.
1: One of my big things is bringing jobs back into the city. And I said, I would like to see the jobs come back into this town.
0: And that's something I don't think we actively pursue enough. Staff from the Paws and More Animal Shelter continue to seek three-year funding agreements with local governments in Washington County. The change from annually fluctuating fees would make cooperation and budgeting easier, according to Paws Board Treasurer Sarah O'Donnell. But
1: that's really the point of the 20 e is just to get that in writing so that We have that, and that looks really good as we go for some of these large grants and the funding we need to make a new building happen.
0: The plan hit a potential roadblock Tuesday morning, however. Washington County Supervisor Richard Young said the three-year average used to set the price on the agreement was inaccurate.
1: You skipped 2020, which concerns me as a board supervisor why you skipped that year. That's
0: not a three-year average. I mean, a three-year average would have been 2021 plus two. Shelter director Amber Talbot said the $34,000 a year ask was based on input from around the community. The shelter was closed for part of 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic.
1: So we've been working with Riverside, Wellman, Kelowna, Ryan, and uh, Brighton, and this, this, this path is what they have requested of us. If we're going to go forward with with an agreement based on our historical, closer to an average amount, that wouldn't be a fair representation of the services historically. Um, And working with Ryan, I mean, everyone kind of felt like that would put everybody at a significant shortfall across the board long-term.
0: Supervisors said they would discuss the proposal again next week. Kelowna's Pleasant View nursing home is nearly done with the first of several building projects, with others expected to keep rolling through the end of 2024. Pleasant View Director of Advancement Larry Swartendruber said the projects included a new community center, memory care facility, assisted living apartments, and lots of relocated features.
1: We were talking about that back in the 1980s, about memory care. And then we just kept realizing and kept kept noticing that, that people were leaving campus, they were on an independent living, and then they would have to go elsewhere to get their assisted living, and then it just kind of snowballed from there.
0: Swartz and Druber said the projects were paid for using a loan from the USDA, which totaled 15 to $18 million. The retirement community plans to pay that off with fundraising efforts.
1: We will continue to raise funds well into the foreseeable future because we were able to secure a loan but we got to pay off that loan, and our, our constituents are such that they don't, they don't like to see us go in the hole. And so I think over the course of the next several years, there will continue to be support for the project and, and for the campaign and help pay that off.
0: That's the local news. Stick around for the best news I've heard all week, right after this. For more information, go to ToddHahnConstruction.com. That's T-O-D-D-H-A-H-N-Construction.com. And now, the best news I've heard all week. Construction is underway for roof improvements at the Westchester Heritage Building. Heritage Association President Dean Greiner said the project was expected to finish by April. Group members have spent the last several years fundraising for the effort we just would really like to take the opportunity to thank everyone that has sponsored us and has helped us and has donated to our raise the roof campaign because it has taken quite a bit of time and it's it's quite of a good project and we couldn't be there without all the individual donations and with the great grant donation from the Riverboat Foundation so uh we just can't we can't thank everybody enough to help keep our little i say our little but our little landmark there in Westchester, Iowa, it's kind of a famous little building, and
1: we're proud of it. And
0: um, we look forward to continuing to be a community asset for years to come. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is property of the Southeast Iowa Union. You can buy an ad read at 319-653-2191 or support us for free by sharing a link to this week's episode with anyone you know. By the way, Washington Weekly Review was named Best Podcast of the Year for a daily Class 1 paper by the Iowa Newspaper Association this week. Now, when you share episodes, you can tell your friends it's an award-winning show. There's a plaque on the recording desk that says so. That's all for now. This has been the Washington Weekly Review. I have been Kaylen McCain. Have a great week.